0: Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, Leader of the Heart. I want to welcome you to the Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Um, We are smack dab in the middle of a message series called Looking Ahead. And what we have wanted to do for this series, what, our, what we're hoping to do for this series is talk through the what, the why, the how of the heart, right? Uh, what I wanted to do is give you uh, some vision for what we're doing here. Last week, we dug into what we're doing here at the heart. We talked about how... Um, what we, what we do with the heart, what we've tried to do from the very beginning, which is about almost seven years ago, a little less than seven years ago, uh, is to create a place where you and the people that you felt safe enough to invite, I know not everybody, uh, I've, been, I've gone to churches before that I didn't invite people to, I uh, didn't want them to, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, I have my own issues I'm bringing to this, as always. But what I, uh, what I want to, what we want to do is to create a space where you and the people that you invite... To be able to grow in your journey of faith, to take steps in your journey of faith, and not feel judged for who you are and where you are. That's a big thing when it comes to, to church, and you're probably not unfamiliar with that, but a lot of conversations I have with people uh, about, about church, it comes up naturally. And some people have a quick aversion to it. They quickly say, I, you know, church isn't for me, or I used to go to church and I don't anymore. And I'm like, girl, same. Uh, it, it, it's it's being able to create a place where judgment is not present. And it's uh, it takes... It takes work to create a place like that, and it's a work that's worth it. And so what I want to do today is I want to talk through the why of what we do, the why of what we're doing here on Sunday, and really more than just Sunday, because Sunday, we're all only together for about an hour. And so real life, our real life, our real experiences happen throughout the week. So what we're doing here is not just creating a space for us to sing and listen on a Sunday. What we're doing is creating a community that can be with us throughout the week. And that really speaks to the why of what we do. Being able to create community. Community. When it comes to the why, the why, uh, I don't know if you've uh, anybody ever heard of Simon Sinek? Nobody? Okay, that's okay. Oh, well, where were your hands a moment ago? It really left me hanging out there. Simon Sinek, he's an author, he's a thinker, and he has a book called Start With Why. Well, we didn't for this series. Our second one is why. But in his book, Start With Why, the whole thing is when you understand why you're doing something, it can get you past difficult times that that are ahead because you can keep coming back to the why you are doing it. The why you're doing it when it comes to your working out or eating right, the why you're doing it when it comes to a job, you have a hard day at your job, you remember why you're doing it. Some of us, the why of our job is to pay the bills and that's okay for now. I hope it's not like that forever in your life but today that's okay. Understanding the why is what makes what we do matter. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to read some, I I reached out to a few people this week about why they choose the heart, why they choose to come to this church, why they choose to be a part of this community. And I thought about this for myself as well, because I I know that I, you know, I'm, I'm the leader of the heart, but I also choose to be a part of this community. I choose, to be, I choose to, to be friends with and hang out with the people in this community, not just lead this organization. I don't feel obligated to do this. I feel like I get to uh, choose to do this each and every week, choose to do this every day. And so what I want to do is to build this community, but why I do it is everything. Why I choose to do it. So that was the question I asked, and I want you to be thinking about that today, for the, for the few moments that we have together. Why are you here? Why are you here today? Why do you choose to be a part of this community? Because it's one of those things where like, even if it's your first time here, or you know, haven't been a long time, or you're here every weekend, or you're just, I'm just visiting, don't, you know, I'm not with everybody here, Dom, don't count me in, as like, you know, I'm not, but there's something about us, like we're all here together in this room right now, Sunday, October 9th, why are you here? You didn't have to be. You chose to be. So why are you here? And, and, and it's not just church. One of the things we like to do here at the heart, or I like to do on Sundays for sure, is, is our faith, our journey, our life is bigger than that one hour once a week that you sometimes feel pressure to be at. So it's not just why do you choose to come to church, but why do you choose to explore your faith? Why do you choose to be a part of community? I know for some of us, we like to come in right, out, right when the singing's already started so nobody sees us and we're sprinting out the door. And I'm ch- I mean, I've been known to chase people down the parking lot and like, you almost got away but I need to know who you are and you need to know who I am, uh, it's kind of my thing. Some of us, we like to come early and talk to a bunch of people and stay late. No matter where you are on that journey, I want you to think about why you are doing that. Why do you do that? And I guess if I had to simplify why we do what we do into one short concept, why we do this, why we create this on Sunday, why we create community, why we do connect groups, all of that stuff points to one big why for us, one big why for me, and that is to see people's lives changed. Now, that is bumper sticker material. That is the cliche of cliches. So I'm going to dig into it a little bit tell you what I mean. Because over the past seven years, like I said, it's been almost seven years, which is crazy to think about, almost seven years. What I have seen is people feel comfortable to explore their faith. People feel comfortable to, to take a step that they weren't ready to do a couple years ago or last week. And it's that relentless why, it's that reason why that keeps us doing what we do, right? If we didn't have a place to meet on on Sunday, that wouldn't change the why of what we're doing because what we are doing is not setting up and tearing down church on Sundays. What we are doing is creating space in your life and the area around you to explore your faith, wherever that happens to be throughout the week. So what we do is only driven by why we do it. It will determine what we do. I want to read a scripture for you today. Uh, I'm going to be in Matthew. If you're not familiar with the Bible, no worries. We're going to have it up on the screen for you. So the book of Matthew is actually uh, what is referred to as one of the Gospels. There are four Gospels in the Christian Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and these are different accounts of the story of Jesus, what Jesus did while he was on earth, the miracles that he was a part of, teachings he had, lessons that he would give give others, some of the interactions he had with some of the religious people of the day. And so we're going to read in one of those, one of those four Gospels in the book of Matthew, and in this particular part, what I want to look at, this is going to be in the Message Bible, by the way, so your Bible might look a little bit different, read a little bit different. That's okay. It all just gives us a good perspective of what the authors of the Bible are trying to, uh, are trying to say. Now, what we're going to be reading in this is, if you, if, maybe if you could imagine it, Jesus is a problem for the current religious leaders. For so many years, Hundreds of years, thousands of years. This is what communicating with God has looked like. This is how we honor God on the Sabbath. These are the things that you're allowed to do. It's been that way over and over and over and over and over again. So imagine, you and I are living in this time where everything is done a certain way. We know it is. And then there's this this guy that comes, Jesus. And he is a problem because he's saying things like, Well, we can connect to God in a different way. We can, uh, the Sabbath was made for us. And so we can do what we want to on the Sabbath. I'm, you know, I'm paraphrasing, which is, yeah, you're fine. Jesus comes in with these radical ideas. They were very radical at the time. You and I can look back now with 2,000 years of hindsight and say, oh, Jesus was just saying we should love people for who they are. But that was pretty radical back then, I guess. And so we're, we're at this time where religious leaders, what they were constantly trying to do is catch Jesus saying something wrong. They would try to, they would ask him questions, and those questions were in the, they, well, they, were, they were trying to trap him. Those traps were in the forms were in the form of questions, asking him questions where if he answered it a certain way, it would make him an enemy, and if he answered it the other way, it would make him an enemy on the other side. Like one of the ways they tried to trap him, they said, uh, "Is it right? Is it right to pay taxes?" Many of you in this room think, "Is it right to pay taxes?" I don't know. I haven't in a couple of years. He said, "Is it right to pay taxes?" Trying to trap Jesus. Is he going to go against? Caesar, who ruled that land, is he going to go against God? And what he said was, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and give to God what is God's. What a genius. He was in the spin zone. So he was, they were trying to trap him. And in this particular thing, they're trying to trap him with what I'm about to read. That's why I'm setting it up for you, to give you the context. They're trying to trap him here. So I'm going to read a little bit before where we're at. This is 22. The Pharisees heard how he had bested the Sadducees. So the Pharisees and the Sadducees are two groups of very religious people, okay? So the Pharisees, this group, had heard that Jesus outsmarted the Sadducees. They gathered their forces for an assault. One of their religion scholars spoke spoke for them, posing a question they hoped would show him up. So they're trying to trap him. Here's the question they asked. teacher. Which command in God's law is the most important? Which command in God's law is the most important? They're trying to trap him and get him to say something wrong, something they can argue with him against. And what I want to read for you today, this is Jesus' response to that. He says this. Love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. You might have heard it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. This is the most important the first on any list, but there is a second to set alongside it, love others as well as you love yourself. These two commands are pegs, everything in God's law and the prophets hangs from them. So Jesus is saying all of the law, and and that's not said lightly, there are a lot of laws. There are a lot of supposed tos and have tos and you shoulds. And Jesus is saying all of those things, all of those different laws and rules that you keep saying that we have hang on these two important concepts. You love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and you love others the way you love yourself. And that doesn't mean if you're having a bad day, you can treat others badly because you're having a bad day. That's not what that means. Loving others the way that you love yourself. Giving grace to others the way you give grace to yourself. Encouraging others the way that you are encouraged. That speaks right to the heart of why we do what we do here. We want to love others. We want to give to others the way that we have been given to. We want to be a safe place for others the way that we have been given a safe place to be who we are and where we are on our journey of faith. If you're taking notes, I'd like you to write this down. When you understand why you do something, when you understand why you do something, realignment to what you do becomes easier. When you understand why you are doing something, it becomes so much easier to realign back to the what Let's say you're trying to lose weight and you're just counting calories every day. You're counting calories. Is anybody a calorie counter? Anybody? A few? Okay. If you're just counting calories all day. If you forget the why of what you're doing it, then it just becomes math. But if you remember why you're counting calories, and it's so, so you can lose weight or you can be healthy or whatever it happens to be. If you understand why you're doing that, then you can easily realign after a misstep. Say it's not counting calories, you're counting Sundays. You want to be here on Sunday. You want to be at church. You want to read your Bible every day. You want to, you want to give on Sundays, whatever it happens to be. If you forget why you're doing that, it, becomes, it can become a task, right? It can become an obligation. But if you remember why you come on Sundays, and if the why that you come on Sundays or you're a part of the heart is for community, then if you miss a Sunday, there's no guilt attached to it because community goes with you wherever you go. Do you see what I'm saying? When you understand the why, it's easy to realign whatever it is you're doing. And in fact, understanding your why determines what you will do and what you can do. Understanding why you do something will also determine what you will not do or what you won't tolerate. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down too. Understanding your why takes work. It's worth it, it takes work. I asked a few people, like I said earlier, I asked a few people, why do you come to the heart? There were several people, why do you choose to be a part of the heart? There were several people who said, I need to get back to you in a couple of days. And I thought, that is so interesting to me and not that, not that I thought that was weird or wrong. I just thought that was so interesting. It's such a simple question involves so much more than uh, because it's close to my house. <laughs> because I can walk there. Because it's by a coffee shop. And all those things might be true. Do you understand why you choose to explore your faith? Do you understand why you are here today? Because that's what I want for you. I want you to understand why. I want you to put in the work to understand why you choose to do what you do. Why do you follow God? Why do you trust God? That's a wild question to try to answer. Why do you pray? These seem like such simple questions and they are not this question that was asked to Jesus, which law is the most important? That seems like such a simple question. And there's so much power and juice behind this answer that Jesus gives. So there's two things, you gotta love God with everything that you have. And love others the way you love yourself. And I I, I thought of an example and Maybe it can relate to you. A lot of times the examples I give are just me and I'm living my life. So I wanna give you an example. Okay, I want you to picture, you get up for work, you go to work. Today was a tough day at work. You had, had a few meetings that went too long. You had a couple of bad phone calls, lost a client, whatever it is you do for your job. Your boss is giving you a hard time, or maybe you're the boss, your employers are giving you a hard time, getting frustrated, you forgot to pull the chicken out of the freezer for dinner. Is that still a thing? I feel like when I was growing up, all my mom ever asked was to take meat out of the freezer and so we could have it for dinner. Is that anybody else? Is that a, is that a 90s thing? <laughs> Why is everything frozen? <laughs> Just some trauma I'm dealing with. So you forgot to do that and you get in your car, you're after work, you get in the car and it's on E. You were gonna fill up this morning, but you forgot, you didn't have enough time, you woke up late, so now you have to go fill up. And you know if you fill up, you're gonna hit traffic on the way home. Is this anybody's nightmare I'm describing? That's not not what I'm trying to do. Stay with me, hang with me. (laughs) So you get in the car Plug your phone into charge, you start driving home. And you're you're so spaced out with, with whatever's going on in your life and the day you had and what you need to do when you get home that you didn't see the light turn from red to green. And somebody behind you, the 12 people behind you, and you think, well, I don't know what you think or what you say. I know what I would say, um, which I can't hear today. And you think, like, give me a break. I've had a day, you know? I mean, you can't, you can't you say all this out loud to the, each person behind you, but you're like, Man, I mean, come on. I barely missed the light. It's, I didn't see it. I was, you know, I was thinking of something else. Just had a tough day, you know? I wish people would give me a break when I'm driving. I just had a tough day. If only they knew I had a tough day. All right, you're not that person anymore. You're the person behind him. And you come up to a light, and you're in a rush to get home. You're in a rush to be wherever you want to be. And that light turns green, and this idiot in front of you. What, is he, what, are you on your phone? Put it down. Go. I say that a lot. Go. And I do that with my hand in the car. <laughs> That's where I take out a lot of my aggression, when I'm driving, which is a perfect place to do it. Go. If we're at a stop sign and there's me in another car, I'll go like this. Just don't be a jerk. If I do this, that means I'm going. See, when you're the first person, you have all the patience in the world for yourself because you know the kind of day you've had. But when you're the other person, you're like, I have no, all I know about this guy is he's not paying attention to the light. What else is he paying attention to? What else is he looking at? He's in a car, in a road, in front of a red light. What else is he waiting for to happen if it turns green? What if, and I'm not saying, I'm not putting any, traffic trauma on you, but what if we had a little bit of patience for people on the road the way that we have for ourselves? <laughs> I, used to, I used to feel like anyone who drove slower than me, moron, get out of the way. Anyone who drove faster than me, maniac, get out of their way. <laughs> what a selfish, self-centered world I lived in. And I think that's, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of thing I see when I read this is love people the way you love yourself, treat people the way you treat yourself. That's what I mean by that. That's why we do what we do at the heart. Because we know that life can be difficult, trying. We know that we don't always have good days. Sometimes we have a little... A little attitude, I know you guys probably don't. I have a little attitude sometimes. I, I just, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Is anybody else like that? Anybody, emotions on your sleeve? Okay, I see it right now, gosh, knock it off. Some of you are good at hiding, you know, what, what's going on in your life, I am not. So I have people around me that have permission if I've got something going on to say like, hey man, you doing okay? And I already know that I'm not when they ask that. But they know, okay, Dom's being kind of testy. Dom's being kind of sassy. I've been known to be sassy. Dom's being kind of sassy. Something else must be going on. You see what I'm saying? It's one thing if, like, someone's having an attitude And if you think to yourself, well, they're just a jerk, that is just a one-dimensional way to look at a very complex person. Now, I'm not trying to tell you what to do or how to act. What I'm trying to tell you is why we do what we do here at The Heart, why it is worth understanding it. Why we do it is so people can find connection without having to deal with all the other stuff they have to deal with on their own. Why we do what we do at the heart is because we understand that sometimes you have a bad day and you miss the green light. And you are not evil for missing the green light. Somebody, Can you write that down or text that to my wife real quick? Uh, you're not evil for missing the green light. Just a, She'll know what it means. Y'all, I was driving this car. I had a rental car. Uh, this has nothing to do with anything. This is just for fun and because my wife's not here. Is she here? No, she's not here. Um, this rental car, and it had this feature where when the light turned green, it dinged, right? Light turns green. boom. You're like, okay, so now you know, because I'm, I am the person who was not looking for the green light. <laughs> um, and that's after I've had a great day. I'm, you know, I'm just scrolling on my phone. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. And uh, so it, it would ding. It would ding every time the light would turn green. And so, I, you know, uh, Amber was in the car with me, and I was like, what a waste of technology. You do that for me. You're the one that says when the light's green. <laughs> Nobody looks for more green lights than my wife. <laughs> Man, I, I, I want to read you some, I want to read you a few of the responses. I said earlier, I said a few times, that... I asked a few people, not everybody, but I reached out to a few people and I said, why, why do you choose to be a part of the heart? You know, because what's cool about our community here at the heart, or what I, I guess what I think is cool about it, is you don't have to call this place home, right? I'll never ask you to make a commitment and say, is this your church? Do you claim us as your church? You know what I mean? It's like ominous uh, promise you have to make and we make you sign it in your blood. We have a phrase here that, uh, uh, one of my favorite phrases is you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. There's no membership class. There's no, you don't have to sign anything. You don't, you don't even have to go to church here and you're still a part of the community. So I ask people, why do you choose to be a part of the heart? I'm gonna read you some of these responses. Someone said, I choose to be a part of the heart because this community accepts me for who I am exactly where I am. It allows me the opportunity to explore my relationship with God with no judgment. Someone else said this, I choose to be a part of the heart because this community has shown me how connection, community, and belonging can transform lives. I love being a part of something that God is using to reveal his heart and love for people. Someone said, I choose to be a part of the heart because it feels like family and I can lean on this community in all of my highs and lows, be a part of one another's daily lives. It feels safe, welcoming, and judgment-free. The heart community has had my back through many different phases of life, and I love getting to know others on a deep level. Someone said, I choose to be a part of the heart because they are who they say they are. You're You're welcomed into this community exactly where you are in your journey of faith. I'm so grateful for the encouragement and feeling, and the feeling of truly belonging somewhere like what I experience at The Heart. Someone said, why do I choose The Heart? That's easy. For me, it's always been about connection and feeling like I could be there every Sunday or not be there for weeks. And it's still a safe space for me and my family. The Heart was one of the first churches that made me feel like it wasn't about the building and Sundays. It's more about your relationship with God and a connection to a community. Someone said, from our first visit, we have felt welcomed for who we are at that very moment. We feel as though we are part of a community that is open, understanding, and accepting. That together we can grow our faith and also bring joy to each other's lives. Someone said, I choose to be a part of the heart because it is a welcoming and supportive environment. I really appreciate that I can be unapologetically myself. What a great phrase. I value the friendships, the messages, and the connection. The heart makes San Marcus feel like home. One last one. It says we choose to be a part of the heart because we both, we both grew up in a denominational religion and the heart is nothing like that, <laughs> bless. Non-judgmental, supports you no matter where you are in your journey and caters to the unchurched and that's all that matters. Everything else is details. That is why we do what we do. And my challenge for you today, what I want for you today, is I want you to tell someone, I want you to think about it and tell someone why you choose the heart. Invite someone to come with you. Not because we need people here, not because we wanna fill chairs, But I want you to understand why you choose the heart. And one of the best ways to do that is to talk it through with someone else, is to share that with someone else. That has been the power of this community from the beginning is our willingness to share the details of our life, the mess of our life. I said earlier that you know, there's people in my life that have permission to say, you know what's going on with you? And that wouldn't be there, that permission wouldn't be there, that, community wouldn't be there, that relationship wouldn't be there if we didn't take the time to dig into why we are doing what we do. If you could, I want you to close your eyes for a moment and bow your heads. I want to I pray for you this morning. God, we are so grateful to have a community of love and support and hope. God, I pray that we would have the same patience for others this week that we have for ourselves, that we would have, we would extend the same understanding towards others that we expect from them. God, thank you for, for giving us a chance to be in this together, to do this together as a community, as a group. We love you. We pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.